What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This Haberman and Middlecoff podcast is brought to you by LinkedIn. That's linkedin.com slash ham. Hiring the right people is one of the best ways to help grow your business, but it shouldn't have to take time away from other priorities. With LinkedIn jobs, it doesn't have to. You want the best players. You don't want Johnny Manziel. You don't need Team Tebow. You don't need, well, maybe you need AB, but you want the best players, and that's what LinkedIn jobs helps you do. Yeah, we all know how hard hiring is. It is a challenge, but with LinkedIn jobs, it's never been easier to screen candidates with the hard and the soft skills you're looking for. Mm -hmm. Hard and soft. So you can hire the right person fast. LinkedIn operates as your your headhunter guy. That's how LinkedIn makes sure your job post is seen by people you want to hire. It's no wonder people are hired every eight seconds. Two things happen with eight seconds, guy. You either win the championship riding bulls. Or two, you find a great candidate. Yeah. And that's why companies rated LinkedIn Jobs number one hiring platform, delivering quality hires, guy. The only thing that happens under eight seconds is Mahomes in the pocket to Tyreek Hill. That was barely under eight. That's fast. Barely under eight. You can pay what you want, get $50 off when you go to LinkedIn.com slash ham. That's LinkedIn.com slash ham. 50 bucks off your first job posting at LinkedIn.com slash ham. Terms and conditions apply. Middle Another sledgehammer of a podcast coming your way today. Recording this on Tuesday. Don't let anybody tell you nothing's going on. Also, we'll have to debate some of the... Uh, we'll discuss some of the internal discussions that actually have been happening externally on Twitter about some of the musical changes to this pod in recent days. We got aggressive. You know, sometimes change is not always easy. And sometimes when you change too fast, you know, you throw people off and you realize, you know, that might have been a little bold. So we're not... We're not... I, I, I love failure. 
I and sometimes it's good to hear people go, you guys, you got to stop that immediately. And you're like, okay, you're probably right. <laughs> the headlines, music got a little out of control, but you know, it's, it's, sometimes you got to throw a curveball when they think a fastball's coming, right? That's right. That's right. I don't think we've checked off any boxes on ham bingo yet, but uh, we'll <laughs> no. discuss that later. So you, you were telling me that, uh, and I saw this too, but uh, our buddy Field Yates, shredded Field Yates, God, he shredded for a guy that claims to drink. I, I, I asked him one time, guy, because he on his Instagram, he's a big microbrew guy. Yeah. And if you're a big microbrew guy, you're basically just drinking milkshakes, right? That, I mean, that's that what, microbrews or IPAs? Yeah, I, yeah, the microbrews, IPAs, I, I'll kind thing. of view them as the same thing. Yeah, yeah it's More just, of a Coors Light guy myself, John. You, same with me. And uh, he's he, I think he went to Hawaii with his uh, new wife. And it's just like, Jesus, feel he looks like uh, Antonio Brown without a shirt on. Or not, not like me or you. T.O. in the front yard. So <laughs> yeah. he tweeted a, uh, a list of the free agent quarterbacks in 2020. And it's a hell of a list, man. It's a pretty good guy. All right. it, 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 you want me to read it? Read them off to me. He just This is a good line. A refresher on the quarterbacks. TB12, which is the headliner. Drew Brees. Dak Prescott, Ryan Tannehill, comeback player of the year, Phillip Rivers, eight-time Pro Bowler, Jameis Winston, former number one overall pick, Teddy Bridgewater, who did win six games this year as the Saints starting quarterback and did a pretty good job, Marcus Mariota, former number two pick. I think he just threw this one in for shits and giggles, Case Keenum. But in fairness to Case, was the starting quarterback right for an NFC Championship, a team that went to the NFC Championship. So it's not like he's... Let's not act like he's, I was going to say C.J. Bathard, but George Kittle, you know, did come on our podcast. I don't want to offend him. So that's his guy. Uh, but, yeah, he's, he's a good player. No, I mean, a good, serviceable, functional player, I, I guess. I, I probably would have left him off the list now thinking about it. Now, that said, I mean, free agent in the NFL is a unique situation, right, because of the, the ability to franchise tag. But who, I, who beside maybe Dak Prescott, I don't think any of these – Quarterbacks are getting franchised, though, guy. Right. Brees is not. We know that Rivers is not. Brady is not. Keenum is Tan- not. Tannehill, maybe. Could. Yeah, he could. J- I would say Jameis is not. Right? Mariota is not. Mariota definitely is not. Case Keenum, he's never even heard of the franchise tag. <laughs> Wait, what did that thing, Cousins? What happened to Cousins? What was the deal with that? That's that's his familiarity with it. Yeah. But, you know, as we were talking about it, you made a good point to me. You said, what about... Let's go through this list here, and we'll talk specifically about Philip in a second. Because it feels to me like it's up. It's who I think it's more up to Drew Brees if he comes back or not. Like with with Philip, it was more up to the Chargers. Sean Payton was on Phil, uh, Peter King's podcast. He said as much. He said he's earned the right to take his time. They they're gonna know before free agency starts. That's right, I, mean, I think I think Drew Brees gonna announce right. I'm coming back in the next couple weeks. Like I, I, I would be shocked by, like, the combine. We don't have some resolution there. Maybe not the contract, but Drew Brees like, I'm coming back this year. Yeah. And they're like, cool. Right. Then it does get weird for them, like, Teddy Bridgewater, do you, can you keep paying him $8, 9000000 million to be your backup? Taysom Hills making some bold proclamations about wanting to play. It does get a little weird. It, it, it makes it a little easier for them if Brees like, I'm out. I'm just going to be, I'm going to fucking call games on Fox and be with my kids, right? It does get a little more clearer for them. They got to pick one of these two guys. Taysom's not a free agent, though he's talking like one. He's a restricted, but I would imagine then they just resign Teddy. 
That would be a pretty big story if Drew Brees retired, right? Well, they had the chance to choose between Taysom and Teddy during the season. They chose Teddy. Yeah, and I've I, that was a, a stance that I took. And then the more I've thought about it, they did depend on that guy to do a lot of other stuff. For sure. So it was kind of unique. As someone tweeted at me, friend of me on mine on Twitter now, Hunter Mayhem, former PJ Tour. I think he still plays in the occasional golf uh, tournament. But he said that they would have got blown out in that playoff game against the Vikings if it wasn't for Taysom Hill doing a lot of other shit. Like mm. he is. It's not like he was just your typical Nick Mullins backup quarterback, right? Right. Tackles and throws and catches and runs. Does a lot of shit. But that's what I'm saying. Like To me, the Drew Brees domino, if he did say he was out, they would have a distinct decision. Like, do you really believe Taysom Hill's a starting quarterback? Or are you going to roll back Teddy, which is the safer move by far? Because you would say, if Drew Brees retired and they resigned Teddy Bridgewater, you'd go, the Saints are a playoff team, right? They'd win 10 games with Teddy. They prove they can win this year. Like, they'd be fine. Not, like, elite like they would with Drew, potentially, but they'd be good. Taysom, it'd be a great unknown, but it'd be cool to watch. Maybe. Maybe. It could be bad. Because someone bad. said, I think uh, Mohamed Sanu has more career passes. Yeah. Pass I, attempts. <laughs> I saw Benjamin Albright tweeted, uh, Taysom Hill's as much a quarterback as Mohamed Sanu is. <laughs> yeah. uh, Sometimes I, you got to put stuff into perspective. You're like, whoa, that's a pretty good nugget. More the, pass attempts, guy. That's like uh, that. That's a better note than Baker Mayfield has more starts than Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, I think of, of on that list. There's the most the two most high profile ones. You'd say Breeze is higher profile than Dak, but the Cowboys are higher just as an organization, just higher profile than Brady and the Dak one are the ones that are the most potentially connected. Yeah. Because as you said to me before the end of the podcast, before the beginning of the pod, and you're right, you just Jerry, you just don't. Uh, rich old guys are unpredictable. Because rich old guys know that they're only going to be rich as long as they're alive, and so they got to take advantage of their opportunities. And would it be crazy, as you put it, would it be crazy for Jerry to just go, "Hey, man, I." Look, I get that the the right long term play might be just to re-sign Dak and not mess with Brady, but I gotta win a championship ASAP. Like he just fired Jason Garrett, the last thing he wanted to do. I also wonder, guy, who is Jerry? Let's say the Tom Brady thing is more smoke than actual fire, and it's more just negotiating ploys with Dak. If Jerry was, let's say, sixty seven or like Lakeup's age, where because once you get to seventy seven. It's weird. When you have more money than God and you're a little younger, you're not as desperate, even just if your business is not predicated on winning a Super Bowl. <laughs> when when that's kind of the end game, not just making more money, there is some desperation to Jerry. Because I think the right business move would be, who are we bidding against on Dak Prescott? Let's just say, okay, Dak, kind of like Major League Baseball style. It doesn't really happen in basketball because you can pay him more. In football... It doesn't really happen either, definitely a quarterback. But what if you went like this? See what you can get on the open market. And if worst case scenario, we'll pay you a little more. Who's paying Dak Prescott $100 million, guy? Would Gruden? Would would Arians? Like, where? Do you think it would be out there that he would potentially get that money? He would get big money. Don't get me wrong. $100 million? I'm a Dak Prescott fan. You're asking me, would Dak get $100 million as a real free agent? Guaranteed. Yes. You think, think he so. would? I think he would. You think Dak Prescott would get $100 million as a free agent? Because as a free agent, it's just 
desperate. But like, I mean, okay, like who you think like Tampa would be aggressive if they couldn't get Rivers? The Colts. What about the? the like, there's not, not as many options as you think, guy. Well, what? Uh, what did you the tell Dolphins? me on the last podcast? I don't know what I say. Short term. You said Nick lost. Foles got fifty million dollars guaranteed. But they had a, a unique situation, right? They thought they were like just one year removed from the championship game. Yeah, Fol- but isn't that flip came? But, but what if you're the Nick had won a Super Bowl though, guy? I, hey, you don't have to tell me Nick Foles was a good player. I'm just saying he got fifty million dollars, and right now, if you put him out there and Dak out there, more teams would want to sign Dak. I agree, but it was clear that Nick got way overpaid. Would Dak get double that overpay? Like, I, I'm, my point is, I think Dak yeah. would probably could go to Jerry and be like. I got eighty million dollars. I don't know if he'd get a hundred, guy. I don't. Maybe I'm maybe I'm naive in a weird way. Not that I don't follow the shit for a living, but well, just thinking like, maybe at the end of the day, can owners not contain themselves sometimes, right? I, I just think at the when it comes to free agents, it, you're talking he, about the two most dangerous things to get into a war about, right? One is free agency, and then you add quarterbacks to that mix. What did what did Cousins get? Eighty. Okay, Cousins let, took let, less and got. Right, Cousins had a bigger offer Slight, like Jets. Yeah, like $5 million bucks. And he ended up with, yeah. what, 82? 85 and a half okay. or 84 and a half. Okay, but let's do this. Now, the if, one thing if, you're right about, I'll just say this before you give me this scenario, is there, there, are, there are just fewer teams than you usually think that'll be involved. That's true. That, especially fewer teams that feel like they're a quarterback away. Well, and this year, money. it's like the Chargers are going to have the chance to draft one. The Dolphins will have the chance to draft one. The Bengals are going to have the chance to draft them, plus both of them are two of the three are cheap. So, anyway, Well, okay, maybe maybe, maybe I, I'd forgotten about them. If you're the Chargers, couldn't you just I, pay Dak cost, big yeah, money? Couldn't you just you pay could. him, go into L.A., draft a sweet player to go with him? Yeah. We need a star you, going into I, the I, new stadium. I, yeah. My bad. My bad. I'm, I, Dak would be fine. I'm not I saying Dak would them, find They do home. have the sixth pick. You could legitimately just say draft Justin Herbert if you're them. Or you could just say Dak's 26 years old. Sign Dak, who's like a better version of Justin Herbert. And then draft some sweet player, right? right? Yeah. The sixth pick, just get your Nick Bosa, Jerry Judy, or Jerry, yeah, whoever your sweet corner, your sweet offensive lineman. They That's have their sweet, Nick Bosa. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, exactly, they do. But that pick, if you're not desperate for a quarterback, that's what's sweet about being in the top ten. You're like, we'll just draft a sweet player. So let's all right. Let's go through the list real quick one more time and just say where we think each guy's going to go. Tom, New England. New England, not as confident, though, with every day that passes. Okay. Breeze, Saints. Saints or retired, but Saints. Doesn't feel like retired admits an option. Seems too soon, yeah. Dak. Cowboys. Because Brady's Cowboys, back on the page. Cowboys, so. Chargers. Cowboys, Chargers. Okay, okay. Because what the again, hell are the Cowboys Tom- going to do if they let Dak go and they don't get Tom? Well, no. You're saying the only, maybe they the, both, they do The both. only okay. way you would let Dak go is if you didn't, if you got Tom. Yeah, which right. now I think I, I've come to the conclusion the only way Tom leaves New England is to Dallas, and my theory on that the deal was done already. Like it's it, it'd be a done deal now. Like he knows that that if Tom ends up with the Dallas Cowboys, that deal was done. Probably in, in an uncomfortable time that the Patriots be like, wait, you finished this deal in November? But why? No, why couldn't that be would a ever situation where it just gets it, th- things with the Patriots fall apart in some weird way? Like Tom yeah. is saying, this is what we're going to need as a team. Bill's saying, I'm not willing to go there. I think all that stuff's been hashed out a long time. I think they know. Tom's either coming back to New England or he's going to Dallas. I think those are the two options now. Next guy. Uh, Tannehill. Um, I'm going to say Tannehill is back in Tennessee. 
But they also would, like draft a guy in the third round. I'd probably lean that way too. Now there, you know, the next guy, Rivers. Like if Rivers went to Tennessee, then could Tannehill go to like the Chargers and be a bridge for Herbert? Right? He would have options immediately. To me, he would make a lot of sense actually in with the Chargers if he could be a bridge for Herbert or Tua. Do you agree there? If yeah, if the, if the Titans got Rivers, yeah. Because if you're then the Colts, who would tr- want a Rivers too, would you take, would you, was Ryan Tannehill, given how you still owe no, 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 Jacoby no, money, you just no, rolled Jacoby? No. I do think, by the way, he's not a free agent, but I think Foles is going to, Foles will change teams too. But anyway. Haberman knows. So you think Gardner Minshew is the starting quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars in yeah. 2020? Yeah. Or one of the guys on this list. I think we might have to Google Foles' contract. I, I don't know if they can just get rid of him. Um. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna cost them. But um, but the question is, is it gonna cost? But would they rather pay that and get something back, or pay it for him to be their backup quarterback? Because I think they got to start. I think they got to start with Minshew. Yeah. Who's their uh, new offense? Jay Gruden. Guy. Here's the problem with that, and I know that a lot of people. It's an easy thing to say. His dead cap, meaning that even if you trade him, is thirty three million. I know it's huge. That's but, not, but but you're gonna pay him that to be your backup quarterback. Yeah, I I, I can't pay a guy. I can't trade a guy when I'm at thirty. That's sixteen percent of my cap. Okay. Like it's, there was a rumor that got floated, like the Bears are shopping Khalil Mack, and I was like, you know, the if that? they get a couple first round, I just it was some one guy tweeted it and it kind of somehow ended up in my timeline. His dead cap in 2020 is forty five million. Like <laughs> yeah, that ain't happening, fellas. Next guy. Uh, Jameis. Ooh, I actually like Rivers, who we'll get to, to the Bucks, but um, Jameis. Jameis. I'm going to say Jameis stays put in Tampa. Yeah, to me, if Rivers goes to the Bucks, I think Jameis would be in play for our, our, our boy in Vegas. I like, okay. Give me another name. Mariota. Seattle. Yeah, to me, he has Seattle or Kansas City written all over him. Oh, mm, I like Kansas City. I, I, I love Kansas City. I, I Kansas City won on the list. I think a high-level team, uh, uh, Philly, uh, you know, if I could see a Philly, a yeah. team with an elite quarterback that goes, we will resurrect your career. But yeah. you've got to sign a two-year deal, and then we flip you in the offseason for a second. Right. right. That's what, isn't that what good teams do? Uh, you they, can't, they, Philly, can't, Philly can't do that, though. Philly can't sign them. Why not? Just Carson can't have somebody that good around. Because then he, like, uh, rolls an ankle and Mary yeah, wins just a couple can't games. <laughs> it's too much. C- Seattle, Kansas City could pull that off. I'll, I'll, go, right. I'll go in your order, but I, I mean, I'll add KC to my list. I like KC ahead of Seattle. Don't you think one of those, both those two teams would like to get him on a two-year deal where yep. they can flip him? Mm-hmm. Uh, Case Keenum, who cares? Detroit. <laughs> you like that? Yeah. I, I almost know. said who cares, and I was like, no, I'm going to come up with a team. Lions. Okay. All right, Philip Rivers. So the question with Philip, this is very exciting, John. This is a real free agent. His team is not bringing him back. You started tweeting Philip videos the other night or Instagram posting whatever story and and I was like, God damn, I kind of want Philip to retire and go into the booth. Go Monday Night Football or Nance Romo when Romo leaves. Go with Nance. Something. I, 
I want some Philip. I, I might have Philip ahead of Breeze on my quarterback, old quarterback TV power rankings right now. He's way bigger personality than Drew. I don't even think it's close. And Drew's a high level guy. I think Drew you'd like as your neighbor. You would like to be business partners. If I'm going to sit on my couch for three hours, I want Philip on that mic. He is. You know who he is, guy. He's John Madden as a player. I thought the same thing. He, he ain't Gruden. He ain't Romo. He is Madden. I, totally. I, I tweeted Oshuck, yesterday Southern, that like Aikman it. and Romo, every other analyst is terrible. Like he's taking your job if he wants to. Like he's he talked. I think Albert Brewer in the fall. I read something. He's like, I'm coaching my son, who's in fifth grade now. So he's six five years away from high. Like his dad was a high school coach. He, he said, I am coaching high school football. He's okay. gonna go uh, McCown. But then I started thinking, well, you can coach high school football and still call NFL games on Sunday and Monday, right? Uh, it depends. I mean, it's, that's tough, but you can do it. His, his kid's in what grade? Not fifth. You say fifth. 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 That's a, uh, yeah, I mean, you're the head coach or just like the OC? He, I don't know. Maybe Friday, just it's tough. I mean, could you do, you could do the, I mean, Herbie did it a few times, or Herbie did it where he would fly back Friday from the game day, you know, then go back. And Herbie did a crazy schedule this year. You're saying just because on Friday you're usually in the place, the game you're going to call, you're going yeah. to that practice on Friday. Yeah. Now, Herbie had to be there Saturday morning. This is different. This is Sunday. So you could he could go to the places, fly back. The you difference know, between Rivers, you could pull it Herbie. off. Yeah, maybe you could pull it off. You could definitely pull it off if it was Monday Night Football. Yeah, Rivers is really rich. So that's the one thing, like, well, they'll pay I don't, for it. I don't think TV is going to – he doesn't have to do TV. But I do think he loves the game a lot, and he's such a character. These, I think he would have massive if, – if, if Fox is banging down the doors to get Greg Olson, who, again, I like Greg Olson, but Phillip Rivers is John Madden guy, the player yeah, version. I agree. So uh, let's talk about the football version. So he's a real free agent. And um, the question that I think we both have is, is he going to take meetings? Because if he takes meetings, then wouldn't John Gruden want a meeting? How would John Gruden not want a meeting? Did you tweet or somebody else tweeted some, some of Gruden's quotes about him? That was me. Um, I, Googled, I Googled those fast because I remember when the, yeah. when the Raiders were playing Rivers, the last Charger game, I was watching the shit press stirred. conference and it was just, just stirring shit. Yeah, but it's just a fact. Like it if, is a fact. If you, if you go, if if Gruden's gonna love a player in the NFL besides like Brady and fucking Russell Wilson, who would be his favorite quarterback? He would love that guy. It's pretty. Their personalities are pretty similar, guy. Now let's not forget, Gruden has been great with an old quarterback before, right? I, I the one caveat would be for him. He was adamant with Carr last year running around, right? He was pushing like you got to scramble more, you got to scramble. That's not Phillips is the worst athlete in the league. Right? That's not something that he has, but he has all the other stuff that Gruden loves. Do you think Philip Rivers is going to take meetings? Yes, I do. I don't see any reason why he wouldn't take meetings. There's not a clear place for him to go. No. Like, there's some good options. Why are. wouldn't you take meetings? But Denver, right. remember, was pretty clearly a good option for Peyton, and he took meetings. There were other – he took a Niners – like, Niners was a good option. Like, he took meetings. Or they flew to him and do I, I would say the one unique part about Peyton, though, part of the meeting was you just wanted to see him in person because he was coming off this devastating neck injury. Like, right. if Phillip didn't want to take meetings, the team would be fine with it, right? We'll just sign you. Right. He doesn't have to. I just wonder at 38 years old – 
wouldn't you want to kind of control it? Like, and just, I want to sit down with Arians. I want to sit Absolutely. down with, with uh, John. I want to sit down with Chris Ballard and Frank. Frank. Reich. Yeah. Even though I know these guys, why wouldn't I want to just fly me in, fly me out? Or, or how about this guy? Why don't you go NBA style? I'll, I'll meet you. I'll be in the middle. We'll, we'll set no, up no, shop. And, fly, remember, Peyton was just a Duke, and people flew to him. That's what I'm saying. I, you, wherever I'm at, you well, come. Well, I know me. where he'll be at. He'll be in Florida at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I would be. I would expect Gruden to want a meeting. How, why would you not? And Gruden like would get him if Gruden wants a meeting. Gruden's going to get a meeting. Uh, you would think. Now you know sometimes. Sure? Well, I would say with these, like, let's say you set up three meetings: Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'm just using random days. By the second day, you've met with Frank, but the first day you met with Arians, and you realize, like, I'm meant to be a Tampa Bay Buck, just given the location. Something like that could happen. You just tell John, you don't need to fly out here. Yeah, maybe. It, it, it is rare, though, Phillip, in football. It, it is rare in football to do meetings with a guy really high profile because everyone's just lined up I ready know. to cut it, the check. Well, it's not going to be that. And it's not Time's be not really on your side. Well, it may not be what you just It may not. Remember, when Peyton took meetings, it was all very secretive. So it may not be that it's like, oh, here's everybody that's meeting, and this is when they're meeting. Right? Yeah. It may not be that we know he's meeting with Arians on Monday, and then Tuesday is the Colts, and then Wednesday Gruden's coming. Like, Gruden, the Raiders would not want that out there. Well, I, I'd say the difference, I agree. The difference was Peyton, every team Peyton was meeting with, they had a quarterback. Yeah. Remember? It was like, that's why it was really secret. This one... But the but the Colts would wouldn't it, want it out there. The Bucks wouldn't want it out there. The Raiders, would the Colts not want it out there? Do they, no, why would think, they care? Yeah, I, I mean, they... I just because if you don't get them, you don't want to put your guy. Yeah, in I just spot. think it's a weird. You just don't. Why would you want that stuff out there? You don't. Does that get really weird for Derek? If Gruden it gets, gets a really weird for everybody, it got weird for Alex. Remember, and he'd accomplished way more. It's just That's weird. Part, it's not. It's yeah. natural for that to be weird for whoever the existing quarterback is. It's just weird. What if I told you I was uh, driving down to San Jose to meet with this up and coming sportscaster? Well, yeah. Let me know how it goes. You know, I'm just saying, rumor got out, right? right. It's just, it's just, we're all humans. Right. We, we, we've been in a spot once upon a time, shots at our own employer on the bingo chart. Well, luckily, where you just, where you read an article, someone's well, interviewing no, for your spot. Luckily, London called me like a week before and gave me a heads up. <laughs> and we had spent several months uh, pretty clearly reading the tea leaves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. We were not caught off guard, nor offended. But I, so, I do think in Derek's spot, he feels he's safe. Which I don't know how you could feel very safe, and I get when you're when you're in the forest, it's hard to take a step back, right? You just I've been battling with this guy, I've been grinding with him. It could go from safe to feeling very, I mean, really weird in the drop of a hat. Because if these guys take, let's say, let's say Tom too, let's say there are multiple meetings, you better you bet your fucking ass, Gruden and Mayock are. Are calling to do anything they can to get a meeting. We've already Schefter already reported like they are lined up. If Tom's taking meetings, they're going to want one. They're, and John, if Phillips taking get, meetings, they're getting a meeting. They will get meetings. Mike think John Gruden's yes. yeah, I, I, John I Gruden, Mike Mayock. I'm, I'm, fuck I'm yeah, not talking shit. I, I would agree, but you just I, in football, it's a little different than just like a line of seven. Your time's not on your side now for Tom and Philip. They don't worry about all the other players, right? Tom Brady doesn't give a shit about. Amari Cooper or other free agents. He's in control. This is my meetings. So maybe they don't even care because that's not how agents and free agents think. That's not, there are no meetings, really. You just sign the guys. Right, right. That, that's what does make this kind of weird. Like, 
I, I think the date's March 17th, but there's that moratorium where you can talk, but I don't think you can meet them. Maybe you can talk to, I have to really look at the rules or text someone. If you can take meetings during that time, it's easier. If I honestly think, guy, if John Gruden is meeting with Rivers and Brady, that's a bigger story than the culture of the Tampa Bay because we already assume those teams are going to want Rivers. Or if Now, if the Cowboys meet with Brady, that's the biggest story in America. <laughs> but if Gruden is meeting with both of them, that's probably the second biggest story. Gruden's meeting with these guys because he has a quarterback. Right. And we'll see at the Combine, what do you think one of Gruden's first questions he's going to get when he sits up there at the Combine podium, right? Is Derek your guy? Are you planning on attacking these guys? I'm sure he'll be tactful with his words, but it's if you go, no, we're not going to take meetings. Derek's our guy, and then he takes meetings. Does that get even weirder? Yeah, but I think he. Well, one thing we know about him, he does handle those situations well. Gruden, right? He knows how to handle that stuff. Well, wouldn't you say here in two weeks? There's a coin flip. In two weeks. All these guys are going to be up at the podium. I guess this year, for the last couple of years, they've rotated. Like they've, it's been Tuesday and Wednesday. Now it's all on Tuesday, just like seven hours of just rotating coaches and GMs through. They're all talking on the same day. I would say the number one question for Ballard, for Arians, for Gruden, Belichick doesn't talk. <laughs> uh, who am I missing? The, uh, Mike McCarthy, the quarterback situation. I yeah. would say unless Dak is signed between then and it's going to be the elephant in the room there, right? Where do you think Phillip Rivers ends up if you're your gut right now? Uh, to me, Tampa makes a lot of sense. I would say Indy. He's, Frank coached the Chargers back in the, you know, 10 years ago or yeah. eight years ago. I, I kind of like Indy as a Foles destination, but as we discussed, maybe it's harder to trade him than I think. Yeah, um, I think it's I, I think it's impossible. I see. I don't think it's impossible. No one ever eats thirty three million dollars well, in that cap. But it doesn't me, happen. I know, but they just have to. They, you can't have your you're, backup you're, quarterback making thirty three million dollars. What it happens before when you have that much money on your cap, you just pay the guy to do it. Yeah, because you're paying you're you're paying for I, it no matter what. So you might as well keep him. What if you can get it? What if you end up you view it as like we're paying for a second round pick? You get in the second round pick. The Colts are going to give you their second round pick. I, I'm Foles. John, I'm just saying. Well, they're going to have to do something because right you're eating like the money. But you don't care. That's their problem. Well, I understand, but you want a quarterback. You need the you need the player. But you just go. Is there that big of a difference between Jacoby and Foles? Yeah, I don't know. That's up for them to decide. But unless my, my information, I, I'm I've the way I've been taught. Is the dead cap does not you incur that cost no matter what is the team? Yeah, no, you're right. I'm trading Odell Beckham last year. It's like guys, you've already paid this guy. It doesn't make any sense to eat the twenty five million dollars. At that number was like historically high. Like no team's ever done this. Foles' number is almost ten million dollars bigger than that number. It was a big overpay. Now I don't blame Nick. I just yeah, no, no doubt. (laughs) Uh, Part of me, I, I my heart says Tampa actually for. Even though I don't love, to me there's, I don't love it, but I just for whatever reason I feel like Tampa. That helmet though, ugh, on on Breeze. Yeah, goes from one Indy, of the, I mean on uh, Rivers, a beautiful uniform. If Vrabel thinks he's an upgrade, I don't. I would imagine. I would like, like that. that a lot, John. I would like that a lot. That'd be cool. All right. It kind of feels like one of those three teams, with Gruden just desperately trying to talk to him. You're right though. He's gonna if he's talking to people, Gruden's talking to him. John, let's tell the people about Manscaped. Manscaped.com. Code HAM. Get you 20% off and free shipping 
on precision engineered tools for your family jewels. You ever heard of the lawnmower 3.0 guy? I have. Got one. They sent them to us. They're sweet. Uh, I, I've used it multiple times since they sent it. We used the lawnmower 2.0 forever, which was badass. Now I'm on the lawnmower 3.0, and I trim. And I trim my chest, my stomach, my, my, my manly regions. Even the side of my leg gets a little hairy. Uh, I don't wear a Speedo or anything, but the area that if you were wearing a Speedo, you just get the kind of the muff oh, yeah. shooting out the side. Yep, I get, yep. Again, no hair on my head, hair in all these other places that I don't want it on. And transplant great, it. Yeah, you know, well, the hair is not, it's not thin. It's a little it wispy look up there. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, what's that? You got a pew bed? Uh, and, and ultimately, I love manscaped.com. Promo code ham. Works great. 20% off. Free shipping. How do you beat that guy? Promo code ham. Manscaped.com. Promo code ham. 20% off. Free shipping. Podcast also brought to you by Untuck It. Untuckit.com. Promo code is ham. Get you 20% off your first order at Untuck It. No matter your size, your shape, the shirts are the perfect untucked length. Guy, you can't see me right now. Guess what I'm wearing? Untuck it. I can't see you. Stand uh, up. Untuck it. Well, you can't. I meant the people can't see oh. me. What's the that? people can't see me. It's like a red me. plaid. I like that. Uh, it looks good, huh? Untuckit.com. Promo code HAM. You get 20% off. They got button-ups. They got collared shirts. They have 50 locations all over the place. You live in the Bay Area. have one on Union Street. But the, the website's so easy to use, untuckit.com. You have shirts. I have shirts. We've bought shirts there. Hard to beat. They're great for very versatile, right? You wear yeah. them to a business meeting. You can wear them to a date. If you're just like hanging out, you know, day drinking, you can roll up the sleeves and just kind of chill and hang. They, they really are just a versatile shirt, untuckit.com. Promo code HAM, 20% off, free shipping, and free returns, all orders in the U.S. How do you beat that? Yep, no risk, untuckit.com. Promo code is HAM, but you already knew that. So one thing we did not talk about on the last podcast, John, was that Michigan State, and we didn't know this part. We knew that Robert Sala had turned down Michigan State. By the time you're getting this pod, maybe they've hired somebody. Uh, Brett Bielema seems like he's a uh, hot candidate. I would actually be in favor of that. I don't know. That seems too obvious and easy. In retrospect, Brett Bielema left Wisconsin for Arkansas. But remember, it was weird at Wisconsin. But it's like, you know, Wisconsin to Arkansas is not an upgrade, right? But that's what he did because it got weird. Turns out Michigan State flew out to interview Robert Sala. That was news to me. If To me, when people fly out to you, I just thought like, oh, his name was being thrown around. He's the hot coaching candidate. They're really desperate. Then when you see that he's coached at Michigan State, you go, okay, they've been around him. He's a nice guy, high-level guy. He's went on to have success. It's an easy sell. This guy's been here. He knows our culture. To me, when they fly out, like you're flying out somewhere to hire him. If he would have said yes, was he the coach right now at Michigan State? If he would yeah, have said yes, because clearly you're flying out to meet people. Like their timeline is condensed. This is kind of a weird situation. They got to hire somebody. My one piece of advice, and I, I wouldn't necessarily have taken the Michigan State job. I do just wonder, and coaches tell you this all the time. Now, granted, the Browns did not offer Sala the job, but coaches will always tell you you have to strike when the iron's hot. Because you, the next year can change so dramatically. You're one quarterback injury away. You're a couple free agent guys leaving. To all of a sudden, you're eight and eight. No one's talking about you. Mm-hmm. And you could argue on defense, there's never been an easier time to just be out of sight, out of mind faster. Like on off, like Eric Bieniemy's not going anywhere, right? In terms of a candidate, right? Yeah, I, I'd argue the two Kyle minions, McDaniel's and Lafleur, are going to be in the mix as long as Kyle's calling plays and they're a big part of the game plan. Like they ain't going away. But I just think Robert Sala, 
Now, Michigan State, kind of toxic, but it still is Michigan State. Now, the conference, that division is a double whammy, right? It's got Ohio State. It's got Michigan and Penn State. Basically impossible. But that's a pretty good job. Like, think Mike D'Antonio, D'Antonio won a lot there. Mark. Nick's, Nick Saban, once upon a time, was their head coach. Yeah. Like, that was that well, happened. Well, you could argue, you go to Michigan State, I would say don't take the job. But you could argue, you go there, if you win nine games, you can still get an NFL head coaching job the next year. I think a lot of coaches right? probably, I think a lot of coaches take a Big Ten job. Look, for example. The question is, can you win nine or ten games there next year? Guy, Bill O'Brien once took the Penn State job after Sandusky. Yeah. And he, he left the Patriots when a lot of people were like, what are you doing? You're going to be a head coach. And he just took it. And I think, wouldn't you agree, Bill O'Brien represents this the way most coaches think? Penn State, tough times, but fuck it, let's go. Right. Lane Kiffin did it with USC. And I, I do think Robert Sala is probably a little more measured and maybe not. And this is going to come off sounding like I'm I'm not. I don't mean this the way it's going to sound. Maybe not as like alpha-y as them. Like they're just, we're just going to take over the world. I'm not saying he doesn't believe in himself. But I heard, I was listening to Bruce Feldman. Rosillo had Feldman on. And he's like, the one interesting thing with Leach going to the SEC West is he's in the lion's den of killer recruiters. Like the alphas alphas of Ed's the ultimate recruiter. Lane's the ultimate recruiter. Saban refuses to take no for an answer. And Jimbo's like, you're with the alphas of the country. Like they, they look at the top 10 list. They think they're getting everyone. They'll do whatever it takes. And so, uh, some of these guys are just crazy. They think Urban thinks like that. I think Kyle got to the point. That Bill O'Brien thinks like that. Bill's like, just give me every fucking title. I'll do everything. Even though it's not, Andy Reid would be like, that's not even possible. Like, take a deep breath, hire the right people. But uh, Robert Sala, to me, is a little more, more, again, he's not, he's a lot different, but like Andy Reid, just look at his personality. He's just, he's actually pretty even keel on game day. He's riled up, but you just see him at practice. He's, he's actually pretty, just looks like, comes off as a mature guy when you're around him or in a press conference. He's not as like, like Lane, for example, or Bill O'Brien. Like, those guys are crazy. Like, I don't think Robert Sala is just crazy. When you read his bio, like, He's super educated. I think his brother was in, we had family in uh, the 9-11. Like, they were working in finance. Like, he's just a lot of high-level people doing other shit with their life. I remember reading the story, like, wait, you're going to go into football coaching? He comes from one of those families. Where Lane Kiffin, of course Lane Kiffin was going to football coaching. Of course Belichick was going to be a football coach. People that have been around Bill O'Brien say he's the craziest guy they've ever been around in their life. That's just not Robert. So, when you don't think like that, it is, like, I'm more like Robert. I would have turned down Michigan State, too. I'm not coming to that toxic place. So let's go through how automatic is it that Robert Saul is an NFL head coach this time next year? Let's just go through how many jobs they're going to be and just gut reactions, right? AFC East. There might not be a job open, John. Are the Jets Gase? Gase is unpredictable. I, I, he, but. He, he would, he'd be the one out of the four. Okay. Dolphins, Flores isn't going anywhere. McDermott, not no. going anywhere. Bill. Okay. So I would, would you lean yes or no on Gase? I'd lean no because I bet they're a lot more competitive this year. I'd lean no as well. AFC North, Ravens, Steelers, Browns, Bengals. Uh, no on all three except the Bengals. You just never know. Yeah. They could be terrible. So there's one job. AFC South, Texans, Titans, Colts, Jags. Jags could. Jags will. Okay, so there's two. And he's coached there. That, that would be a spot for him. AFC West, Chargers, Raiders, Broncos, Chiefs. 
it would be the the chart. I mean, Anthony Lynn's kind of already in a weird spot. Yeah, Chargers are an option, and I would say the Broncos. Just I know they like Vic, whatever Elway, but Elway just changes coaches, changes quarterbacks. Elway just changes shit. I I'd be a little. I'm with you. Don't doesn't feel like Vic's getting the three years. Elway likes him. Okay, he go seven and nine this year. Yeah, Pat Shermer. Right. So three three in the AFC in the NFC. Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, Redskins. No. Well, who would get fired there? They just three Judd, new Judd hires. Judge. And, one no, and done. No. You can't go one and done after two two and dones. Like that's they got to get this. Can you not, years. or isn't that indication that you might do it? Yeah, I I, I think he's getting a couple okay. of years. So, uh, NFC North Packers. No. He's Vikings, the NFC Championship game. Bears, be Lions. One. I mean, does Nagy have to make the playoffs? Keep his job. I mean. Well, what's his down? Was last year's worst year at eight and eight? Yeah. So he's fine. He's coached two years, yeah, won the division fine. in eight and eight. He's fine. Lions in trouble. Yes. Vikings. The, the, the Martha mandated playoffs, you're out. So there's five teams then, if we're including the, the Vikings too, right? Yeah. I mean, they went 10 and six and made the playoffs. Why is Zimmer getting <clears> fired? And he won a playoff game. So why is he getting fired? Why didn't some shit got weird this year? Okay. We'll leave him on there. NFC South, Saints, Falcons, Bucks, Panthers. But I wouldn't you argue if you're not going to hi- fire Mike Zimmer to get a to hire defensive, defensive coach. coach? No, you're not. But it's just more jobs. They hire Bianami. That's one other job. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Saints, Falcons, Bucks, Panthers. Bucks, no. Panthers, no. Falcons could. Yeah, Falcons would be the one. Saints, he'd have to retire. He's not going anywhere. And then obviously the division, Cardinals. I guess. I mean, I yeah, wouldn't bet on I, it. I think but. he's getting a couple of years. Okay, so what do we say there? Five, six jobs. Yeah, something like that. So I mean that that's yeah that's he can get the job. I, yeah he I, he'll be in the mix if the Niners are a playoff team for sure. And more than likely, like I think the Jags would be a spot. Right. So I, I think this it, will turn it, out you well would do agree though. It's a lot harder to get. It's still an uphill battle for defensive coaches. Just it, it should be like the quarterback, the power, the way the game's officiated. Just how much we all love quarterback. How much quarterbacks make. Yep. It, it makes sense, like economically. And just a f- the and fact just the w- that the, the game is evolving played. on the offensive side of the ga- of the ball at such a rapid pace. Also, you this. could argue that it makes a defensive or good defensive coach super valuable. And we'll hopefully we almost did talk to him last year, and it was a little late. We'll get him this spring. Do you feel? Do you need to see another year out of Robert Sala? Like it, in fairness, like if I'm being counter Robert Sala, I go he's a true one year wonder because the defense was atrocious the first two years. And I, I understand they had yeah. better players, but it was bad. And he was the number one guy that everyone just – that's just the way football works. People are like, oh, new defensive coordinator, got a new defensive coordinator. And remember, once upon a time, Kyle wanted to get Fangio, and it just never materialized. But that – Robert wasn't even his number one target. Right. Now, that's – most people you date aren't – you're not their first choice. Like, that's just the way life works. But – if they regress next year, let's say they're like nine and seven or ten and six, and but they're just an offensive heavy team, and it's clear like you know the defense is nowhere near what it was. You just wonder, like to me, Eric Bieniemy is going to be on the top of the list, and guys like him. I, I just think Robert Sala is more like a stock, a little more fickle. Mm-hmm. Like all of a sudden, he could just be out of the loop. We see it happen all the time to coaches, right? But uh, yeah, out of the loop. But a loop he could get back into with a you know they bounce yeah, back yeah, the next yeah. year. He's not. I wouldn't bury his off. chances. Uh, all right. do, you think it, do you think it helps that he's young and kind of looks the part? Yes. You've got factors in it all because it has to, right? Of course. But I also think what helps him the most is he's just going to be in a competitive place. With a, He's got a really good head coach, and Kyle is going to constantly talk about how good he is. And I think the other thing that helps him a lot now, 
he got, and I think he said this before he interviewed, like, I've never interviewed for a head coaching job. And he got two opportunities this year, so that, that can't hurt. You're more comfortable in that situation. Like, yeah. mi- mi- the Michigan State interview, to me, is not nothing for him. Like, he can take stuff out of that, what they were asking him. Because totally. who knows if, if, like, Harbaugh were to leave, like, Michigan called him. Or just you know he's a he's got this Michigan ties some in some weird way. Now you wouldn't think Michigan would call him, but I'm just saying like a big time program. Like is college an option for him, or is he just taking it? that because your agent's telling you to take it? Yeah, I think you take it. The interview you 100 even if you don't want to be a college. I'm just coach, using. You take a, I'm, yeah, I'm just trying to pick like a random school like an Iowa or just something that would feel like Robert Sala. <laughs> you know. Yeah. What, what what does it feel like Robert Sala? Something cooler like Big Twelve. Uh, what feels like Robert Sala College? Um, <laughs> Oklahoma State. Who's no. not like country enough? Uh, Arizona, good bald guy, good tan, just fits right in. Yeah, I got Antonio Pierce locked in there. Um, you could be Mel a Pac-12. Tucker leaves Colorado. Pac twelve guy though. Mel Tucker leaves Colorado. I don't. I got. I just. I guess I don't feel him as a. Co- Maybe I'm having a hard time picking him as a college. South Carolina. Guy, these college jobs pay a lot of money. Well, I know. I mean, I'm just go, trying to picture him. I'm having a hard time picturing him as in a college job. That's all. Because you're right. Like even like Herm, it was out of left field. But like everyone's always like Herm would have crushed it in college. It, it's harder to do because I don't view Robert Sala as a college coach. I don't ever see him on the sideline. Right. Notre Dame. Like, could you see? Could you see if I said Kyle Shanahan coach college? Where would you choose? Somewhere Texas. Big, yeah. Somewhere sweet. <laughs> Oklahoma. Uh, Ohio State. Yeah, like, is Florida big <laughs> enough? SC. Like, would SC, SC want Kyle Shanahan? Yeah. How sweet would he be at, at SC? How awesome would they be? Think If you were an offensive player in the country, who would you... Like, if Kyle Shanahan, honestly, like, in a couple years, it's, they have a breakup, he's like, fuck it, I'm going to go to college. How easy would it be for him to get recruits? Yeah. Easy. I will send you to the league. I've, I've, I've coached MVPs, MVP. All right, John, uh, another league to talk about. Major League Baseball, who uh, on Tuesday morning, it was reported, I think it was Joel Sherman, that baseball is considering changes to the playoffs in 2022 that would expand the playoffs from five teams in each league to seven teams in each league, meaning 14 of the 30 big league teams would make the postseason. The first seed, the number one overall seed, would get a bye and the second and third seeds would get to pick their opponents. This has been a very polarizing uh, uh, proposal, and uh, some uh, Trevor Bauer hates it. Hates Rob Manfred, not just hates the idea. Hates Rob Manfred. Would I'm you say th- that's? Would you say that's one of the boldest tweets you've ever seen from a professional athlete it is, as a superior? It, yes, although it's like it's Trevor Bauer. You know what I mean? Like if that was Justin Verlander who's gotten into spats before, or if that was whatever, Aaron Judge, you'd be like, oh, it's power. And it's like, okay, power. What was the front? Was it ESPN, the magazine? James Harrison had the guns and was talking shit about Roger. Remember that? He had Do you guns? remember the picture? Like, well, real guns? Maybe, maybe he had his fingers pointing like guns. Remember that? No. Remember there was a picture when he was getting suspended a lot, and he said, like, I'm going to fight Roger Goodell. I, I don't quite – I'd have to Google and get the information. It was a little – magazine articles to me – it's different when you see a tweet from the guy. Because a player in a magazine, I was misquoted. I didn't mean it like that. When it's the tweet, like, it's him. Right. Called him a joke. Because you are a joke. Right. 
which is one of my go-to lines. Like I, I, I appreciated it. I, I do too. That said, if it were up to Guy Haberman to make the deciding vote on this, are we doing it or are we not? I would do it. And uh, you can probably guess that my first reaction, Middlecoff, was like, uh, which part do you think I hated the most when I heard this idea first? Pick, picking the opponents. Yeah, picking the opponents I hated the most. And the reason I hated that the most— Well, you got, you, you got a little Bob Costas in you. you know? Well, yeah, I, that's right. I'm, I'm a reform uh, purist. No, so um, the, what I don't like about it is I, I, I love all the elements that sports have that are left to chance, that like there's just so much out of your control that you just have to, like life, you just got to deal with whatever circumstances you're given. Remember the one year Kentucky was the eight seed and they made the finals? It was like Murray State was the one, wherever that, uh, not Murray State, but Wichita State was like the one seed. It's like we drew fucking Kentucky in the second round yeah. and they, they had that epic game. And then the, what's his name? Greg Marshall was like, that was insane. You know? Yeah. It, it was unfair. It was like they had Carl Anthony and Towns. And Calipari from the beginning was like, this is, this is crazy. This is, you're, this you're not, not hurting us. You're hurting everybody else. Yeah, it's not fair to them. So I've always liked a couple things about the baseball playoff. One being that games. It's, it's, it's exclusive, not inclusive, right? Like the NBA lets half, half the teams in the league get into the NBA's postseason. Um, and I've liked that baseball is exclusive. But whatever. F it. The season is long. So many games are irrelevant. Half the league is tanking. September rolls around. Your best games are supposed to be happening. College football and the NFL's begun. So, John, I am all in. I'm all for it. Even though I don't love the picking thing, you know what I like about it is that every team that gets picked, there will be four teams a year. It's like, fuck these guys, man. There will be two series in each league where one of the teams is like, those guys wanted to play us. Let's show them. So plus you're gonna have like the 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 TV show where like they pick where somebody has to stand up there and go, I manager of team three, we want to play the Angels. Like the fuck you do. So I think that's awesome. That's um, good. That's good. That's good TV. Like I love it. So I would expand it and I would do it. I would do it right away. I think they need more playoff games. I think playoff games are great. I, I even though I'm a Again, what I would want is well, you also like the nine, you like the nine a.m. first pitch in the first round. I love I like, all, guys. yeah, I love, but whatever. Like, here's the point: the NCAA tournament has sixty-eight teams in it, many of whom are not "quote unquote" worthy of winning the national championship. But who wins the national championship is completely irrelevant, as long as somebody wins it. Like, so so what that some fourth I mean you have four wild cards in each league that the fourth wild card team could end up in the World Series fine like if you win your league or you win your division but you have the fifth best record in baseball because you have the worst division we don't keep you out so I would do it the picking the team thing is weird but whatever who cares so silver silver threw that out there too with the NBA's talked about that picking yeah, your I team, just think it would create so much drama like you know you get some animosity which would be great you get a t another TV show, which is when people pick. I think the idea that you would pick is just very unsettling, right? And that's fun. So I'd be in on it. What do you think of this whole thing? Well, I, I think, and I'm going to throw Silver in this. His One of his great ideas was whether you think about the tournament, you know, the in-season tournament and the play-in games, something has to change with the NBA and Major League Baseball. The, 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 the eyeballs are going the other way. Yeah. And I think I saw Buster only this morning. I turned on the TV. Uh, was up just kind of looking for a couple topics early in the morning. Couldn't sleep. And he had a good quote. He's like, "When did they add the wild card? Was it like '99 or 2000?" No, before that, I think. Yeah, you know, whenever it happened, he was 96. like, "I was one of 
I was one of the loudest voices that hated it. I thought it was the dumbest. I thought it was the dumbest thing ever. And he's like, it was pretty clear five, six, ten years later, I was dead wrong. Yeah. And now it's clear that it's the best thing that's happened. It's the best thing that's happened in a long time. Sure. And he's like, you would look at Buster only, go old school. And he's like, Yeah, I'm open to this. You'd be stupid not to be. And I think even in basketball, people are like, Yeah, this just you gotta try something new. Well, who are the fucking people anti it? The basketball players and the baseball players. And you know why, guy? Because in those two sports, they're making so much goddamn money. And as I tweeted out on Tuesday morning, I think both the PAs, which is the players, unions, and just that encompasses the players, are too fat and happy. Because when do you not want to change? When times, why, in theory, are good. They're just too why rich. Would, just, why would be, uh, and I'm asking sincerely, what, what would be the financial motivation for the players to not expand the postseason? Well, they just think it's cheap. Well, the they basketball think it's cheesy. ones, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just cheesy. Yeah. And the basketball, it is, it is like, kind of cheesy. The picking thing is cheesy. Expanding the playoffs is not well, cheesy. That's what they want to do in basketball too. Like you're able to pick your opponents, the play-in games. I, I just think both the ideas, while different, and the play-in tournaments different than like the 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 Major League Baseball. Why, why wouldn't these two leagues be open to just try, yeah. trying a curveball? It and, means but, more money. But who are who are the num? But not even more money. But just like, hey guys, this gets our, our interest is going the other way. But you know who it doesn't affect? The current players, because their deals are signed. It's going to affect the next round of players if the money starts going down, and then people are going to get mad, and then they're going to be open. I, I think players right now in both those two leagues, too fat and happy, because they're the most staunch uh, on the one side of no, no, no. Like I, I In would fairness be to Trevor Bauer, yeah. I think he, I, the you're a joke thing might be a little strong. I do think he's speaking for the majority of players. Like, this is stupid. Uh, well, I don't see why they any of them would be mad about expanding the playoffs, though. Somebody yeah, made yeah. a good point. Like, if this existed, Mike Trout would have played in two more playoff in two more postseasons than he has because he's played in one. This this feels more open and probably more likely than the NBA stuff that was shit on immediately. Well, I would be like at this point, I would say expanding the Major League Baseball playoffs is a no brainer. I will be a little surprised if ultimately teams are picking their opponents. If they actually follow through with that, I'd be surprised. It feels like they kind of floated out there to see how people respond. I think that's the best idea, guy. I think it's great. I because it's look, I don't love reality TV, but clearly people do, right? So, let's let's try and make this let's add some of those elements. I I'm not I don't want it to be a joke, but I don't think it would be. And you know what the other little thing I was thinking about? If you get to pick your opponent, how are you going to pick your opponent? Like, my guess is a manager is going to want to play one team. Front office is going to run the numbers and be like, no, 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 we want to play this other team. Like, there could just, it could just create all these other dynamics. The, 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 play, the players would have ideas, right? They're yeah, playing the, the, the games. players would be like, your analytics say what? All I know is that team's got the three best. I don't want to face that starting pitcher. Yeah. Right? Now, I would think that's, that would be the predominant way you pick is like, you're just, because I think those are only three game series. But see that guy. That's a type story, and I don't know. But that's all great shit. All, all of a sudden, Jeff Passan tweets out. That's right. There is internal fighting yes. with the Oakland A's. Billy wants this guy. Bob wants this guy. And Matt Chapman and Olsen are leading the charge to face this team. Yeah, yeah. Like and, or and the I Yankees. Think- like Aaron Judge and Gary Sanchez are adamant they should pick the Astros, and Brian Cashman wants the A's. Well, I think the thing that would be the best is when you pick a team for an, anal- an analytical reason, and then they lose. And then you get beat because on the other side, it'd be like, yeah, because you didn't measure the soul of those men over there. <laughs> so I am, John, this, the sport, it is, as we've talked about, it is such a local sport, right? 
So there, the, the, just to get this clear, there is no more play-in game in this scenario, right? There's no one. That's game. correct, which is also great. Those are now three-game series. So again, make it a little, make it a little. The number less one random. seed gets a buy. The number two seed then gets to pick which wild card team it's want, it wants to play. Okay. You know where I'm going to give Manfred a so lot then, of credit here? Hold on, I let me just run through of, this. Then the three seed picks a wild card team, and then the last remaining wild card teams play each other. Go ahead. I'm, I'm going to give Manfred credit. I think he's just looking. The most successful league right now is football, and they do some buys. Like, why don't we just add the buys? Like, you, you should benefit from kicking the shit out of everyone all season. It's always the knock of, like, wait, I won 120 games, and I'm playing a team in the first round that won 90 games, and then I lose in five games? Also, because you have the fewest – doesn't baseball have the biggest tanking issue right now? Baseball and the NBA. I mean, football doesn't. Re- we talked. No, there about is this. football. Like, two teams have try it, to yeah. tank. Well, because you can get good fast. And even though I don't love the NBA, half the league makes the playoffs. I think baseball's first round series will be better than the NBA's first round series. See, right? I actually think the baseball tanking's a little overblown. Where I think they have it is the team that's like five hundred right around the trade deadline is like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, but you know what? The other problem is it's harder to get good faster in baseball if you're doing a full rebuild. Because yeah, your players because like, are so far away. Yeah, your prospects. The, num- the number one pick doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, oh, but I, but I think baseball's first round, like the seven seed playing the two seed, for example, I think that's a better series than in the NBA first round. Because, like, it's baseball. Like, shit just Comple- happens. Completely agree. You're going to end up in game three real fast. And if that team, that, won, that team that won 86 games has two sweet starters, they're hard. And look. The team that wins, the team that's the two seed is going to have way more wins in all likelihood than the team that's the seven seed. So that could be pretty shitty if they lose. But, you know, I heard Joel Sherman say something. He said he didn't think that any of the three World Series, the Giants won, did they ever have better than the fifth best record? No. So, like, I don't, no one ever cares. Like, the Nats, how many games did the Nats win last year? Like 90. I mean, I think they were. Yeah, but I don't think. So last year, the Nats won. 87, 93 games. Okay. Who won yeah. more 93 games? The Yankees, the Rays, the A's, the Twins, the Astros, the A's, that's five, the, the Braves, that's six, the Dodgers, that's seven. And then they won as many games. And no one, so what, as Cleveland. So, so what? Do you see, I, I saw a tweet this morning. The Dodgers over under in Vegas is 103. Yeah. There's not another National League team that's higher than 88. Now, usually baseball's lower, right? Even like like the Braves or whoever's just you think is going to be solid, like the Phillies, they usually hover around like mid 80s, high 80s. But like the, the Vegas is like, yeah, the Dodgers could fucking lose Mookie for a month, they wouldn't even flinch. Like that's pretty nuts. 103. I'd have to do some research. Feels like the biggest over under since we've been doing this I've ever heard of. Like when the Yankees are really good, an over under of like 96 is high. 103 is eye-opening big. Is it not? Uh, yeah, it's big. That's massive. Because I bet the Yankees I would love who to are... See the gambling history on that. Yeah, it's got to be pretty low. So, yeah, I, mean, I, I like this idea, though I know the players are going to fight it. So what? I, yeah. Th- in the end, someone will be like, hey, dude, you guys will make more money, more you play in the playoffs. Uh, I would... Hell, I'd shorten the games to one... Shorten the season too, but whatever. Well, that's where I get back to fat and happy. Like that's where uh, Adam Silver's like, we uh, the every winning team gets a million dollars a person. They're like, yeah, we're too rich. We don't even care. <laughs> you know, it's like God. Were you guys not open to any ideas? I hate people that are not open to any ideas when times are going well. It's like Tiger remade his swing multiple times when he was winning majors. Like, hey, LeBron, like stop shitting on Silver's the couple good ideas the guy has. Manfred, I, I give him credit. I like the buys. Love the picking the teams. 
The people spoke after one podcast and said, we don't like the music under headlines. Yeah, I think, I think you got to turn it off right now. People are going to freak. <laughs> now, I did get some responses, which I always felt this is kind of like the baseball thing. Like, I always like the fact that we have no music. Everybody else does music. We do not do music. We're not like everybody else. We're going to be different. But whatever. If you like some music, then you like some music. So then we did, and somebody tweeted at me, like, I like that you guys have no mumbo-jumbo. And someone else said, you know, I like that it doesn't sound like your classic radio show with just every segment's a bit and the whole thing. And I do, too. So maybe there's a happy medium. So most of you, and I don't have all of your, I can't, so many of you DM me and stuff that I don't, I'm not going to read all your names. But thank you for your feedback. We're not offended. I refuse to be offended. We refuse to be offended, and we're just try shit. So I don't even know if that we consider that a, a, a risk. We took a big risk with that song, John. But we ain't, we're like we're like Manfred. We ain't afraid to try. Yeah, we floated you know? it out there. It was like a public. And the good thing, there's float. no players union to tell us to stop. It's the consumer. He they tell us to stop. We will. Yeah. And, and it was listening back. It, yeah, I think it is a little the, distracting. The, the, the pace of the song when if someone's like, I'm trying to listen to him talk about Matt Ryan, and he got in the back. It is. It was tough. It was tough. I will say this: if your favorite radio host talks about the song that played coming back from commercial break more than once a month then your favorite radio host sucks. I would agree. This is why, now, the song we used at the beginning of the pod, I'm kind of liking it right now, a little sledgehammer. I think it, 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 it gets you fired up, whatever. But it, 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 they're wasting your time if they're talking about the song. I, that I, I do remember, though, like Van Pelt and Rosillo, who were by far, like 12 years ago, the biggest younger show, kind mm-hmm. of on a national radio they were really into that, and remember the bosses. They would always like they wanted to come back with hip hop beats, and in radio, bosses always want to come back with like Bad Company or or like ACDC, right, right. like play to the middle aged white guy with money. Yeah, and younger guys were always like, No, I want Tupac. Like, No, I want Lizzo. And they're like, No, come back with a little Clapton. <laughs> You're like, No, I can't take it anymore. But that you know? discussion's different than Oh, I like this song. Yeah, hey Mike, turn yeah. it up a little, huh? Oh, I I Van Halen, huh? Am I right, guys? Like, <laughs> yeah. that's the shit I'm talking about that sucks. <laughs> yeah, I agree. All right, uh, headlines. Let's start with, uh, was it, is it Brandon Clark, John, who made Ham Bingo? And yes. uh, for those of you who haven't seen it, it's really fantastic. And a lot of you have seen it and have replied with what you think other uh, potential um, squares on the Ham Bingo should be, which is great. But uh, just just some... Some love here to... Uh, oh, sorry. Brendan. Brendan Clark. Not Brandon. Brendan Clark. Brendan, who's been tweeting at me for as long as our show has existed. So a true P1 OG ham listener. What, I don't and know maybe, what you do for a living, Brendan, but they're I not like getting their it, money's it, worth. <laughs> it also made me do a little soul searching. I'm like, you know, am I going to be able to drop unborn children when I'm like 48 and I don't have any children? Like, you know, it's like that's one of those things, you know, you're at an age where you're like, you know, you know, a lot of people that are having kids, but yeah. you're like, I don't want to have kids yet. And it's like, well, I'm not afraid to be Letterman. You know, I'll be I'll be 70 with a five year old Harry. Like, I'm, I'm open to yeah. that. You know, how about how about um uh, <laughs> I'm just I got so many DMs I wish I could read all these how about uh, isn't that isn't that Letterman's kid's name Harry yeah how about yeah. Baby, Baby Zone Baby Zone's a good one I there was uh, that we should add Baby Zone that was not on there to volume oh, the, two yeah. was so, it on someone there? wrote like yeah Veach Naggy yes. Riddick uh, uh, Howie the response I loved was like when they say Pete and you don't you don't know if it's Chris Peterson or Pete Carroll they're talking about <laughs> 
There was another good one. Like I just texted a guy in the league that maybe do some soul surgery too. Like, do I say that too much? But also bring credibility, no. and I can't. John, we talk for several hours a week. You're just gonna say some things. How about when there's a siren in the background? That one was funny because that one was true. Porter Porter says uh, every time anyone says I'm no Harvard math major. Um, and then the other one I loved. Hold on, let me find. This was no, it wasn't Owen. Thank you for your. DM. I like the state. I like the state school one. State school, Cal state Poly, school. Fresno State. Uh, what, blue collar, un, unplanned Pac-12 discussion <laughs> tangent. Mike says uh, only thing that's missing is a middle uh, when Middlecoff describes what part of his body he's manscaping. <laughs> well, that's for people that know. When you work with Manscaped, one thing like a lot of companies are big on kind of corporate. They are the opposite. They want you to, like, I shave my balls with right. this. And they sent me examples yeah, you from YouTube of, like, people, like, you can say whatever you want. And um, so I, I try to be aggressive with Al, that read. Al says, any mention of Anthony Munoz? <laughs> A guy, uh, groin. Really, really Brennan says, groin. Anytime groin. anyone says, groin. Groin. Uh, obviously, elite. Um, Lewis Riddick. That's a good one if anyone says, when you say Lewis Riddick. Yeah, Washed, poor man's, or sneaky. Poor man's always been one of my go-tos. I've had that since my scouting days. Um, Same with sneaky. Those are like uh, those yeah. are just patented middle cop phrases, R- right? You know. Uh, <laughs> I think I used. The, I just brought those to the scouting world. Like I was using those probably when I was like eighteen years old, just on the on the high school blacktop. Uh, Chris says shot at a previous employer. You referenced that one. So see, I, that, that was another one that I did a little soul searching. I'm like, I don't even think we really talk about that at no, all. But that's why it's years. good on bingo. Cause you might not always get that square. That is true. Uh, all right. Other headlines. What you got? I got, uh, I got a couple quick ones. Okay. Uh, Ron Rivera, you know, the big story last year was Trent Williams claimed that they like refused to acknowledge like his cancer or whatever the hell he had going on. Hated Bruce Allen. Showed back up. They tried to take away his money. Remember, it got really ugly. Ron Rivera coming in. Of course, Ron Rivera is going to want the best player on the team on his team. I actually think Jack is another good guy to have around in a situation like this. Like, you just bring Trent Williams in. Ron's sitting there. Jack's sitting there. Some, like, grown men that have played in the league, and they can have a real conversation. I would expect Trent Williams to play for the Washington Redskins, unless... He hates Dan Snyder so much. He's like, listen, guys, I, I, you guys seem like high-level guys. I could probably play for you. I hate this guy, and they just realize it can't work. But I would imagine, like, those definitely Ron, and we know Jack, they ain't thinking of, like, getting rid of Trent Williams, right? No. I would expect Trent Williams to be their starting left tackle come week one. Would you? Yes. Problem solvers, John. Yeah. They, when we I, saw it with Jack, like he took a mess and turned it into a professional organization. I think when you get into super messy organizations – when you walk in and you're like 6'3", and they go, they kind of Google you, and they know about your coaching. They're like, damn, this guy played in the league for 10 years? I think it helps in situations like that. With I think they're Ron, viewed as players' coaches, right? Ron is viewed as a players' friendly coach. Jack, I think, I don't think he was like that in Jacksonville because he was kind of known as an asshole. I think he became that in Oakland a little bit. Kind of <laughs> like a poor man's Ron. Headline, uh, Taysom Hill. Sa- yeah, it was a good one. <laughs> poor man's Ron. Yeah, yeah. Right. actually. Sorry, I didn't give that one the due it deserved. Uh, headline, Taysom Hill says, I definitely view myself as a franchise quarterback to the AP. I think as you look at the other questions, is it New Orleans? Is it somewhere else? As you go into free agency, this is the time you start to find out how people view you. We haven't gotten into free agency in a long time enough to know how these guys really view me, and we'll just handle it as it comes. I loved every second of my time here, so do I want to leave? The matter of fact is no, I don't. 
But as you look at free agency, you have to find the right opportunity. You have to find the situation, take care of your family. I want to play quarterback in this league. And if New Orleans don't view me that way, well, then I may have to leave. That's really where it's You know, someone needs to let him know, Taysom, you're not an unrestricted free agent. You are a restricted free agent. So it's a little more complicated. I I think he kind of views himself like Phillip Rivers. I'm just on the open market. Come get me. It's like, no, it's not really the situation, buddy. Being a restricted free agent, to me, actually hurts his... If he was an unrestricted free agent, I could see some weird shit happening with him. Like someone paid him what? <laughs> right? Be like one of the all-time crazy signings that just is a debacle. It's one of those things that we watch on NFL films like 30 years ago. You're like, you remember when Arians signed Taysom Hill for $50 million guaranteed? But I, that's just not going to take place here, guy, because it's restricted. I think most people view that, that Sean will just match, so you're not going to waste much time. I, I think it's going to be a lot of... Twitter hype for not as much tangible. And, and he does shit. say at the end of the article, I hope Breeze comes back. I would love to play with him again. But my question to you is, let's say he was an unrestricted free agent. Would anybody sign weird. him to be their quarterback? I don't think so. I just think you get back to, it only takes one. And I think you get some of these conversations. Now, Rivers, there's so many quarterbacks on the open market. Like, if you're the Chargers, would you rather just, if you could get him for the same amount of money, get Ryan Tannehill, who you know is a quarterback, or this guy, right? Ryan or Tannehill. even Mariota. Like, would I rather have Mariota and Tyrod Taylor or Tyrod John, Taylor and Taysom Hill? Would you rather have Case Keenum or Taysom Hill? Well, I'd rather have Taysom Hill because at the end of the day, as you're starting quarterback position. Well, I could just move him to positions. Oh, okay. I don't think you would just go Taysom Hill and then just, we'll figure out backups later. You would have like a contingency plan. That you, you in your back pocket, you're just like, oh yeah, Taysom. About week three, yeah, let's flex you out wide today. <laughs> you know, where you Taysom, uh, take your hands from under his ass, take like five steps back, and put your hand in the ground. And and, uh, and uh, Marcus, you go under center. And Taysom's like, what? I, I think that you always have that because Taysom. unlike T, because unlike Tebow, who was like, I'm not playing these positions. Taysom does know he is good at doing that stuff. So you can always kind of siphon them into those. Do you have any passing touchdowns he has? Two. Lower. (laughs) One. Lower. Has he never thrown a passing touchdown? Not throwing a passing touchdown. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's... He's he's 6 of 13 for his career passing. He has 13 career attempts. Yeah. And isn't he like 29 years old? Yep. He's not... It's not like, well, he's only 22 and... No, he's, he's and as the best tweet, Sanu more pass attempts. Yeah, you're right. I I think his market. I think the Saints are going to get him back. It's like for all the hype, it's like they got him back for a one year, four million dollar deal. It'll be one of those. Now he has only been in the league for, what three years because he's a BYU guy, and he has been on a team with Drew Brees. So when would you play? Like at one point in time, Jimmy had no pass attempts. Right. But again, Jimmy was a quarterback. Like this guy has started playing another position. And he, I think the curveball is, guy, he's not just, well, they're just using him. Like, he's good. He, he can carry the ball. He can catch the ball. He can just block. He can make tackles. He can just do other shit. Which, which he's like, he can have like another five, six NFL career making good money. Seven, eight million dollars. You could argue, like, Taysom, go all in on what you're good at now. Like, you, you used to tell me, like, stop worrying so much. They only talk baseball. Just talk football. Like, Taysom, just run the ball. Just... Fucking play special teams. Like you'll get paid a lot of money and do that. You'll be a you'll be a pro bowler. You'll look at your wiki in six years and be like, damn, Taysom Hill 
you'll sit there with your buddies. I made seven Pro Bowls. Ask Matt Slater what it's like to not play offense. Nine Pro Bowls later. And a Three championships. Career. A badass career. Like, guess what happens? Who brings up the team in the locker room after all your wins? Brady? No, Matt Slater. It kind of feels like Taysom Hill's got that going on. But I, like any human, worth their salt, they, you always want a little more. I think he's got a pretty good thing going, though, guy. What else you got? Headline. That's all I got. Oh, you said you had two. Jeff well, Samarja. Uh, one was Robert Sala, and we already used that. But oh. the Jeff Samarja thing, he's just making fun of the guy. The, the Giants have 13 coaches. 13 coaches. That's, they don't have, the two of them are wearing the number zero. One's double what do you, zero. What, what do you need 13 coaches for? I, I, I don't know. Like how, how many coaches does Bob have? Would you guess five? Well, are they all major league? Co- These are all major league coaches. Yeah. What's a or staff in spring? baseball typically have? First base coach, third base coach, a hitting coach, a pitching coach, and a bullpen coach, and a bench coach. But sometimes your bench coach is also on. Nah, usually bags, you go right? pinch coach, hitting coach, pitching coach, bench coach, third first base, third first base, uh, bullpen guy. Bullpen guy. So that's who's base. Would six. you say the bull? Would you say the bullpen's basically the equivalent of an assisting assistant pitching coach? Yeah, yeah. Like what was what was Mark Gardner for all the years with bullpen. the Giants? Yeah, but he, he was like, what's his name's assistant? Kind of right, Rigetti. Rigetti. Yeah, like those two were the tandem. You're working with the pitchers. I I, I just think Kapler has about probably seven of the thirteen. If you told me of the 13 guys, how many of them are making over a hundred grand, I'd bet no more than three. But see, there's more like I'm just looking like the A's have a bent Bob, bench coach, hitting coach, assistant hitting coach, pitching coach, first base, third base, bullpen. Mark Kotze is a quality control. Then they have a couple bullpen catchers. So that's what's that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, including Bob. the the Cots is Matt Williams. One of them still. Matt Williams is not on the A staff, no. What staff was he on? Giants? He was on the A staff. They got rid of him? That was before he went to Giants pregame. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. I, I think that uh, Kotze feels like a Saban hire when Saban's like, well, I don't really have a spot for him. Let's make one up <laughs> but because we want this guy. That's yeah, what it I feels mean, because, like. Well, him. he was there. He was a bench. He was on the staff for two years before they gave him this other title. So they're just, yeah, keeping him, find a way to keep him around. Gotcha. Didn't he interview for a couple jobs? I think he did, yeah. I am looking forward to a couple other headlines. Bumgarner said this is when he reveals all truths about free agency. That's what he told the media, so I'm, I'm, ready, for, I'm ready for that. Um, Andre Godala returned on Monday night. Did you watch that? How that about was cool. Clay and Steph playing rock, paper, scissors? The loser had to do the halftime. And how about Clay has become like a really good public speaker? That very was, funny. It was really good. Yeah, very funny. I think he's better than Steph at this point. Very comfortable in front of the crowd. He I, acts I, like I, he doesn't want to do it, but then he loves it. I don't remember a guy going from like, is this guy going to be really good to then becoming good and then maturing once he became good to just this. Is there a human with the Warriors besides Steph or Durant? Like, how comfortable is he in his own skin now? Not only comfortable, but always heartfelt, always has something to say, right? It's not just a soundbite. Like, he he tells you what he's thinking. I saw someone tweet this like three or four months ago, like, Clay is not more famous than Steph in this area, but he's not less famous in just in terms of hmm. like his popularity. Like people love Clay Thompson. Yeah. I, I think you can run into some people, even in the Bay Area, they go, you know, Steph's hot doggy stuff. To me, Clay's got universal respect. Because Draymond's the polarizing one. 
Steph is the best one, which makes you polarizing. I just think Clay's just like you're kind of Mr. Con- he's like the Ronnie Lott. Like you're just not going to find anyone say a bad thing about him. Like is he as famous as Joe Montana? Probably not. But he's he's our guy. Uh, just a few things here, John. One other thing for you, uh, SI.com. I've not read it yet. I skimmed it earlier. There's a big article about Arch, Arch Manning, who is the nephew. Arch is Cooper's son, right? Saw it. I saw it. Yep. He's 15. Um, I'm checking this 24-7 right now. Warm interest from Ole Miss. He'll be he's fine. He's class of 2023, so he's got a ways to go. But uh, the, the story is Ross Dellinger, could he be the best of the Mannings, which is... I mean, let's just let's let's. Let, I did see a highlight tape on Twitter go viral like last year. He had some Peyton mannerisms to him, and That's standing enough. next to and standing next to Peyton at 15 years old, he's not that far away from Peyton's height. Like he's is he puberty away from being six five? I would bet on the guy he's being six two one seventy. Apparently, he doesn't have any scholarship offers because his family has declined scholarship offers. That's a little weird. Not sure what that means. Archibald, Archibald Charles Manning. Kind of a cool name. Good oh, name. What's, that's, what's, is that Archie's real name? Yeah, Archie must be Archibald. Yeah. Their team name is the Greenies. <laughs> <laughs> they, had, they had kind of cheesy uniforms. All right, we'll hit bingo. One more bingo square here, John. Okay. Time to eat. Adios. Time to eat. <laughs> I'm starving. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.